Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I Don't Get It Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the I Don't Get It Podcast. Damn, this is Naz. Someone's hyper today. I'm not hyper. I'm just <laughs> on my period, so I've only eaten chocolate all day. That is so... I don't change I my eating habits. Oh, my God. When I have my period, I am that person that's like, well, I can eat whatever I want. Time to go to In-N-Out. Time to go to yeah, Taco Yeah, I guess Bell. I just don't crave, like, chocolate. I just be like, well, I'm going to definitely eat whatever the fuck I want because I'm already fat. <laughs> You're insane, first of all. Second of all, I just feel like because I'm so bloated, you know, that my stomach's a bottomless pit. Yeah. And then when I'm not bloated anymore, I'm like, oh, it's gone. It's like I never had That's, all of that really shitty food. That's true. Um, before we started recording, we were talking about how I fucked up my computer and I actually updated it for the first time in probably a year. And guess what? After you update it, your computer doesn't turn on. <laughs> So that's why never update your shit, people. It, and it, I was literally talking to Lauren about how fucking annoying it is. Because one time I updated my phone, I think two years ago. And of course I update it. I turn it on. All of my shit is gone. Gone. All of my text messages. And I go into Apple and I'm like, um, hello, why did all my stuff delete? Like all my text messages deleted. And this guy's like, yeah, but like, why do you need all your texts anyway? And I'm Stop like, it. And I no. go, and I literally go, what do you mean? I need to reread text messages from this guy like that I've had for two years. Like that was an archive of this guy that I liked in my phone that is completely gone forever. We'll never be able to relive those that moments. Is, that's what my dad would say. And think. he looked at me like, I'm a psycho. He's like, well, did you back up? And it's like, no, I'm not a loser. No, I'm I'm not, I a loser. Back I'm not a computer day. nerd. I don't know where that shit's going to Who when I back it up. does that? But never update your shit. And Jack was like, you know, Jack's like techie. So he was like, oh, like, well, if it is wiped, just, you know, well, what do you have on there? I'm like, oh, you know, like every piece of homework I've ever done for like seven years. <laughs> but that's not what I'm worried about because I have these texts saved from a guy. Oh, my God. That, so I, the same. that I screenshot. So I have like these revenge texts and I have a folder on my computer called revenge. Wow. And it's to fuck over this one particular man's life that first of all that was literally makes but me i also so printed inside. it i printed it so it's at my house oh my god do just you, in case lauren do you know that when aim was a thing which like r.i.p aim supposedly aol got I would rid of still AIM. use it yeah. i know why did they get rid of it it's like a relic what like it's kids like, are just like what do they do on their computer well, they're then? on like snapchat now but yeah but they're not even on the computer they don't need it regardless I used to print out conversations that I would have mm-hmm. with guys. Did you used to do that too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think I still have like folded up printed <laughs> copies. Doesn't everyone have like a box in their closet of like notes in school? And like I literally have printed AIM conversations. Yeah. I think too. I went back and I found my mm. AIM conversations when I was in like ninth grade and then I ripped them into shreds. I'm like, I'm so embarrassing. I'm so <laughs> embarrassing. But now I'm like, why did I do that? I was just a kid. I know. What was your screen name? Um, my screen name was Bohemian Hottie Six. No, why was it Bohemian? <laughs> I was obsessed with like being Bohemian. Also, shout out to like our confident selves back in the day. I know, like we were so like today just I would, ready I would to be, be like, like hottie girl. Today I'd be like fat, insecure, love, insecure, in sleepy girl. <laughs> Mine would be dark circle, bloated, sometimes gassy. Oh nine one. I know. What was yours? Mine was short stuff. Two N. I was one of the short stuffs. Okay. It was like the most basic. Like it's there okay. Were a million short stuffs online. Um. Oh, I had another screen name too, and it was six thirteen. Uh. What was Ashley's? It. Ashley's not here, by the way. Obviously, if you guys haven't yeah. noticed, um, like, six thirteen. I had a six thirteen with my numbers, and because that was like my ultimate love of my life's birthday, and <laughs> I was like, "Hey, do you notice the numbers?" And yeah. he was like, "Yeah, it's my birthday. <clears throat> you freak." <laughs> So everyone made fun of me, but the I thought best, it was kind of like subdued. 
I don't know if you guys are listening, if you've listened to like our way, way older podcast, but when we had my friend um, Brett come on, the hacker, mm. I remember thinking in my head, like how easy it is to hack a woman's anything because you know, it's like letters of the guy that she liked or the, like I had um, a letter B in my password last year and you obviously know why. Yeah. The guy that broke my heart had a B in his name. Oh and God. like, I always have like a letter or a number or like you said, a birthday. But if you try and hack a guy's phone, it's probably just like, <sighs> the eagles like statistic like football I know. stats like, i know mine mine literally is my first kiss name <laughs> just the whole name <laughs> i wish i could I'm say what it is laughing. i wish i could say what I know, it is i'm kind of mad i admitted it that it was the letter so, b it is so whatever. funny anyway it really is it's the funniest name ever anyway don't update your shit i gotta go to the <laughs> genius bar in like an hour which by the way they're not genius Oh, okay. Yeah. Jack was like, please don't refer to them as geniuses. It's so, un- first of all, I hate, can I just rant about Apple mm-hmm. for a second? Yeah. I hate that you have to like make, you can't just like walk in. It's like you have to have an appointment because everyone in the world is an iPhone. And even so, when you have an appointment, they, you so still So it's wait. like if your phone's shit and you're without a phone and you just walk into Apple, they're going to be like, all right, well, come back tomorrow at four. That's when the next appointment is. <gasps> or it's they're like, like, Jesus Christ. The best thing is they say, can we text you and tell you when you're, when we're ready? I'm like, how the fuck do you <laughs> want to do that? It was so funny. All right, guys, I got to interrupt everyone that is balling on a budget or is just really struggling to buy everyone gifts this holiday season. I need you guys to listen up because Honey is about to change your life. Honey is a free browser extension and it's available on Chrome, Firefox, Safari, and it saves you time and money while shopping at tens of thousands of stores. So while you're shopping online, the app like it's a browser. The app will instantly find every working coupon code on the internet for like what you're buying. It's literally like having a genie in your pocket. And then when you check out, Honey will automatically apply the best coupon to your cart. I'm telling you guys, Honey has already saved over hundreds of millions of dollars for over 6 million members. There's no reason to not join today. It'll literally only take you two clicks to start saving money. So join Honey today for free at joinhoney.com slash get it. G-E-T-I-T. That's joinhoney.com slash get it and start saving money so you have more money in your pocket uh, because you deserve it. All right, back to what we were talking about. Today's topic, you guys, like we teased last week, we are talking to a mortician, a.k.a. an embalmer. I think the name is specifically, we can ask her when she gets on. Her name is Jenna. Okay. Um, She works at a funeral home here in, I think, the greater Los Angeles area. <clears throat> and obviously, she um, puts makeup on dead people and gets them all ready and pretty to go before they go on the ground. Yeah, there's a lot of like different um, category category categories Categ- ca- ca- categories of like people that prepare for the the burial. Like I funeral feel like you're direct- the expert, Lauren. Funeral directors, you know. like uh, coroners, morticians, yeah. bombers. Do so, you know the difference between all of them? Uh, I think a funeral director, like you know. Um, meets with the family and says, how do you want to go about this, blah, blah, blah. And then right. they give it to a mortician. Mm-hmm. And then a coroner, obviously, you see like how the person died and give them an autopsy. And, but, you know, these are questions we can yeah, ask her. we can ask her. But before we call up Jenna and talk to her about dead people, um, obviously, you guys have been hitting us up a lot about other occupations that you guys don't get. And all of you guys obviously want an influencer to come on, which I'm trying to get my friend Mariana Hewitt, just so you guys know, to come on. But she wants to come on in 2018. Um, and she's like a real, real blogger. But I just want to rant for a second. Like, I was looking at Olivia Copo's Instagram. Yeah. And like, the main question I have for these people, Lauren, is like, you're not fucking eating that French baguette in your hand. Like, you're not eating it. Um, They're not eating that How could that you food. hold a French baguette in your hand and not eat it, though? I just don't. I just look at most of these influencers and I'm like, you're not fucking eating this food. Yeah, I mean. You think they eat it? I like to think so. I just don't understand why, I guess, you would order the food and just take a picture of it. Well, my friend... Like, okay, I'm done. Thank you. My friend Dana was her birthday this weekend, and her sister Margot, she works for a, a PR company, and they had a big blogger event. And they took all these girls to get ice cream, Lauren. Mm-hmm. And all the girls borrowed other people's no, ice cream no. to take a picture with it. And then threw the ice cream out. <gasps> and then she had a purse. I forgot what the brand was. I think it was like Proenza Schooler or something was the brand of the purse. And this girl goes, oh, my God, I love your purse. Can I look at it? So Margot gives her the purse. 
the girl takes a picture of the purse hanging and her shoes, posts it on the internet. Then the brand reaches out to her and they're like, oh my God, thanks for posting this. And Marco's like, what the fuck? That's my bag. That's why a lot of stores now are saying, don't take pictures of the clothing because then they'll pretend like that's your outfit. I know, it's like... like you don't have to buy the $6,000 purse. You just take a picture of it and you get the same amount of likes because likes equals money and then you can actually buy the purse. So true. Angie's list is now Angie and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Um, all right. Anyways. I, I have a theory with the food. Yes. Tell um, me. I think Olivia doesn't eat all day and then, and then eats the food. Like once a day. Yeah. Once eats a day. a lot of it. Okay. We could ask our very own Ash guy what it's like to be an influencer. <laughs> it's exhausting. It is so exhausting. Especially for the photographer. We'll save that for um, a future podcast, guys. But let's call up Jenna um, and talk to her about dead people. This is Jenna. Hi, Jenna. It's Naz and Lauren Iconetti. Hi. Um, and you're on the I Don't Get It podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, Jenna, we are so excited to have you because we have so many questions. But I guess first, um, just introduce uh, introduce yourself and let us know exactly what it is you do. Sure. So my name is Jenna Merck, and I am the mortuary manager at Hillside Memorial Park and Mortuary in Los Angeles. I'm a mortician, so I'm a licensed funeral director and embalmer. Cool. So what does like that mean? What does that mean that you're an embalmer and a mortician? Like, aren't these normally like different, you know, titles that separate people have and you kind of do all of that? <laughs> uh, a mortician is typically someone that has both licenses of a funeral director and an embalmer. So my job is vast. I, I actually manage a team of people that meet with families, um, make arrangements for services. We also take care of a preparation, uh, washing and bathing, dressing, casketing, doing makeup. So anything that happens in a mortuary, even all the business aspects of things, ordering, um, working with vendors, that's all done here at Hillside. How did you get into this? I always thought it would be a really good match for me when I was a young woman <laughs> or more like a little girl in grade school when they used to give you these, you know, a Tests in a sense, like what would be a good match for you? And you fill out this questionnaire. And once it came back, funeral director. No way. And another time, yeah, another time it what? came back, mortician. What? And it, <laughs> yeah, back when when people actually thought that would be a, a career, and my family always thought that was so funny. It's <laughs> always been a running joke, but I thought it would be a really interesting career. So of course, I went to college, and that's not what I studied initially. Um, I studied social sciences and ended up with a degree in criminal justice. And just, I did that for a couple of years, but I always thought that this would be really interesting. Someone in my family had passed away. And when we went to the mortuary, I spoke with some of the people working there and everyone I spoke to really liked their job. They were really interested in it. So I looked into it and I went back to school and I, Got a degree in mortuary science, and I've been working in the industry ever since. How Who long does it knew? take? How long does it take to get that degree? Uh, well, it's there's a couple things. Anyone that has enough credits for college, sixty units, can take a funeral director's exam. If you can pass the exam, you can get your license. Wow! To become an embalmer, you actually need to go to school, and embalming school takes probably about a year. So, when was the first time you saw a dead body? <laughs> Yeah, can you tell us about your mm. first experience? First, tell us what an embalmer does, because I think I know, but I don't really know. Okay. So an embalmer typically takes care of the deceased. Embalming is a process of temporary preservation through a chemical process. So what we do is we remove the bodily fluids, like blood and uh, just other body fluids that might be in the system, and it's replaced with a chemical gas. So what that does is it changes the tissues, it fixates them, and temporarily preserves them. So that is a skill you have to learn. It's a trade. It's just like um, some people learn how to weld. Some people learn how to embalm. Wow. My first experience in the mortuary, I, I was never someone that was easily scared, grossed out, or shocked. 
So the first day in the mortuary, when, when you go in the back room, you have a little bit of experience before that. In school, you, you obviously work on decedents and learn the embalming process. But before I even went to mortuary college, I spent some time working in a mortuary. And I, I don't know, it's not, it's never came across as anything weird or scary to me. What's the, what's the smell like? Does it just, yeah. do you do anything to prevent you from smelling it? Hmm. So that's a great question. Over time, I think you get really just adjusted and used to that okay. because I, I don't notice that anymore. And, um, oh, I think a lot of what people think they smell as they go into the preparation area, they think that that's like chemicals or, or um, odors from dead bodies, but it's typically not. Most of the time, it's actually like antibacterial cleansers and a lot of cleaning solutions. There is obviously sometimes an odor that would come with someone who's passed away, but in your preparation and embalming, what you're typically doing is you're helping to remove that by getting rid of the fluids that cause that. Mm -hmm. So what, like, what goes, you've never been scared to touch a dead body, I guess is my question. Never. I don't think I would be either. I think there's just like a certain type of person, I guess it takes, like when going back to the quiz you took when you were a young girl, like what do you think it is about you that you can just like do this? Do you like horror movies? Yeah, like are you grossed (laughs) out? (laughs) Because personally, Jenna, obviously this is like totally respectful that you do this and I'm happy you're like on, but like I could never, like I, I just could never. Yeah, I don't I don't think that this is a job for everybody. And I think there's also maybe a handful of people that actually get into the industry that they're here for like maybe a year and they're like, this is not for me. In our field, they say statistically people last only about five years. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not for everyone. Right, because they like get everyone. over it? They're just like, the, I oh, can't yeah. do this anymore? They're just like, you know what? This is not what I want to do. This is not what I thought it was going to be like. Whether it's the intensity of working with people who are, who are breathing every day or it's, it's the amount of work that's done in the back room, you know, preparing people and just it's not for everyone. Yeah, I would imagine that working with families like that are grieving every day would take a toll on your spirit more than the dead bodies you're working with. Right. Are you sad all the Definitely. time? Definitely. You know what? I'm not sad any of the time. And I think... <laughs> She's like, nope. Yeah. Nope. In fact, I've been told I'm probably, I'm probably the happiest mortician most people ever meet. Wow. And I think part of that has to do with how you look at your job. Like, what are you getting out of it? And uh, what are you able to give back to people? Because I feel that if you can help someone during this immensely difficult time that you've really done something great and you're, you're providing like not only a service, but you also get worth out of it. So every time that you help somebody, you're getting something in return by knowing that you've done something. And when it comes to the back room, like working on, on people that come in, one of the things like sometimes you like unwrap someone and you're like, Oh gosh, that's, that's rough. That's going to be a lot of work or Mm -hmm. you feel really bad. You've seen like either, all kinds of different tragedies or really long illnesses. But if you can go back there and look at something and say, I can make this better for someone, I can change this family's like last image. You've done something that's amazing. Yeah, that's right. Jenna, I'm going to start crying. I only think of the people that die of like natural things. And I don't think of you unzipping a body bag and seeing like a gunshot. That's literally what I was thinking, Jenna, is like, what is some of the, can you tell us some of the worst things you've seen? Because does it, is, correct me if I'm wrong, like if someone gets in a car accident, they bring it straight to you or does it go somewhere else before it comes to you? A car accident would typically go to the coroner's office first. Okay. But, uh... You see everything. That's one thing that you learn. You, you'll see everything. You will see, God bless, people that are 105 years old and they've quietly left their body and they're gone in their sleep and they've had a wonderful life. You also see people that have been sick for a very long time. And no matter what it is, whether it's a tragic accident where people are all missing limbs or something extremely sad, like suicide. Oh I mean, what... What you can think of is that whatever was going on with this person, by the time they come to me, I feel like they're already at peace. Wow. People are not their bodies. You're not your body. Like your body is a temple while while your mind is conscious mm-hmm. and you're walking yeah, around on the planet. Yeah. It is. 
it's your mortal coil. But once that's shed, it, you're not there anymore. It's 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 just what was holding the person inside. So, so the- everybody will. Yeah, everybody who comes to me, they're already at peace. All right, guys, I need to interrupt for a second to tell everyone about one of my favorite sponsors, Bone Appetit. We all know that the holidays are coming up. Mom's really hard to shop for. Your aunt's really hard to shop for. Hey, your dad likes cooking too, so he's probably really hard to shop for. And this is the perfect gift for the food lover in your life. And who doesn't love food, guys? And that is Bon Appetit magazine. And I'm talking about getting your friends and family a Bon Appetit subscription because that is a gift that keeps on giving that you only have to pay for once. And every month they get something in the mail and they're like, damn, Lisa really loves me. She really really thought about me this holiday season. Um, My personal favorite part about this magazine is that not only does it include food, there's also a style section, which is my favorite. Right now, we have an exclusive offer for podcast listeners. So for a limited time, you can give a subscription to Bon Appetit magazine for $5 off. Amazing seasonal recipes and latest food trends are packed into every issue. It's the gift that keeps on giving all year long. Plus, you'll get a really cool Bon Appetit tote bag. So it's the perfect gift set for the cooks and food lovers in your life. All you guys got to do is use our promo code GETIT, G-E-T-I-T, and start shopping now at bonappetit.com slash get B-A. All right, back to what we were talking about. Do the families um, that are like, that come to you, do they tell you how they want their loved one to look like? Mm-hmm. Like if I was yeah. going to die now, I'd be like, highlight my cheekbones. Contour. <laughs> well, I always think of Joan Rivers because she said she wanted to be buried in a Valentino red dress. And I told my dad the same. I go, you better fork out that money. Yeah. I want to be buried. in So like, they a red give you dress. the the clothes. Yeah. Uh, in part of the arrangement conference, when we meet with families, um, some of the information that we gather is, you know, how would you like mom to look? How would, how, you know, how did, how did mom wear her hair? Does she have a signature lipstick or nail color? Like all those little details create the right picture at the end. So, yeah, the more information that you have, photos, uh, any written documentation of, of what, you know, sometimes people, too, they want to return to a look that they had maybe when they were a little bit younger. Wow. So you might get a hairdo that mom hadn't had in about 30 years. Okay. But, you know, you could, you can like do trademark. anything. What's like, can yeah. you give us a story of like maybe one of the craziest or weirdest or coolest requests? Ah, uh, well, I, you know, it, I feel like sometimes I get that question and I'm like, after a while, like doing this for 15 years, I'm like, what is the coolest and most interesting thing? You, you know, there's nothing too, too, too great. Well, I mean, there's people that want to be buried in, in different kinds of clothes. I buried someone not that long ago in ice skates, which I thought was very interesting. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, people sometimes want like really interesting makeup, which is not good actually in the end because for whatever you're wearing in life, uh, when you pass away, muted colors and, uh, you know, neutral tones are a lot better than glossies. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. How yeah, long do you but, typically uh, spend with a body getting it ready? Well, it depends. So at the facility that I work at right now, we're, we're mostly have a, a Jewish clientele. Okay. So um, most of those people are not embalmed. So I would say from washing, bathing, dressing, depending on uh, how extreme or exquisite the makeup needs to be, you might spend maybe three, four hours on someone, depending on what needs to be done. Wait, I want to hear more maybe interesting stuff. Anything else aside from like ice skates that maybe we, us and our listeners would find interesting or or weird? uh, People lots of times like to be buried with certain things. We buried someone with a television set not that long ago. Too. Oh my god! Wait, what? That, yeah, a whole TV. I in the foot end of the that casket. That would be me. Wait, it's like, like these ideas. Like I, I got to start thinking about. This. I know. I got to start thinking. Wait, what do you mean? Like, a, are we talking like an old, old television, like huge box? It was like one of the. You know, like back in <laughs> in the seventies, you might have had like a little tiny, like square fat box television in your kitchen with like little antenna rabbit ears. Yeah. Things like that. Or people like to bury certain items like a life-size doll was recently buried with a quite older lady who had been carrying it around for about 35 years. No way, Jenna. Slightly creepy. Jenna, can we, can I produce a reality show about your life? (laughs) A a doll? I think it would probably not be actually all that interesting. I, I disagree. Would you? Has anyone ever been buried with like a pet? 
people request that all the time. So the legal answer is is that uh, people are pets are not supposed to be buried with people, Aww. but a lot of people do have their loving little pets Aww. in cremated remain boxes. And so I typically tell families, if there's something that you're bringing in that you'd like to place in the casket, I will step out of the room while you do so. Oh, okay. But I don't Very know, sneaky. won't hurt me. Right. Um, so do, yeah. what, do you cremate as well? We do at our facility. We, we provide that service. We do not have a crematory on site. Okay. But uh, it's, it's definitely growing. I, uh, I think that's of what I want. I think a lot of cremated. people I've talked to recently want to be cremated. And I'm like, no, I would now want to be buried with a TV. <laughs> But I always wanted just well, to be buried could, because I could just, take your cremated remains and put them into a television yeah, set. People I, are getting go ahead. People are bang. getting very creative with urns these days. Wait, can you so tell us anything, about some creative urn stories? Oh yeah. So uh, I would say maybe about four or five years ago, a woman's last request was to be in the Pringles containers. So <gasps> she's in Pringle containers because she loved Pringles so she much. She loved Pringles so much. She loves Pringles so much. Wow. I want to be in a Taco Bell 12 pack. There you go. Box. That would be so easy. I can definitely do that. <laughs> Wait, what else? This is fascinating, Jenna. Oh, well, like an urn is basically anything that can hold cremated remains. Right. So you'll, you'll run the whole gamut of, of anything like the traditional like coffee tin, of course. Yeah. Or Wait, that's scary a lot of, like, though. A coffee tin? I oh, feel like no, that, that's hazardous. <laughs> what if you're like what if someone comes and visits well there's and that your mo- house? there's that movie where um and they- zach alfanakis <laughs> ate someone's father because it was in a coffee tin oh my god yeah. um so my my boyfriend his family owns a funeral home and i took a tour of it um one time and the creepiest part of it was actually seeing the dresses that they have for people that don't have a family oh, yeah. to put them in a certain outfit. Oh, like they picked outfits yeah, it for was that like, person? Yeah, it was like 1960s pastel dresses, right? and it was really creepy. We have some of those, too. And what I can tell you about burial garments is there's a couple things. They always have this, like, super ancient look. Like, you're like, wait a minute. Did they stop making these in 1968? Yeah. But <laughs> what's really <laughs> what's really interesting about we gotta them get is some that some Kardashian people, clothes. Up I know, in like where the knee high right? boots. <laughs> yeah, something a little bit more fashionable. Good American they're jeans. Very, they're very easy to dress people in because the back is slit, so you oh, just okay. basically can put them in. And then, and there's another thing too about burial garments is typically the cut and the color really helps a lot with uh, the coloring. Uh, of the person itself they're, they're typically in soft muted colors you'll get like a lot of pastels and blues and pinks which are mm, uh, nice for the skin also you know when you're looking at someone and they're set up uh for viewing we have special lights that we use of course you use a soft light no one wants to be out in bright light right not when you're alive and not when you've passed away so right. there's also like pinks and blue lights that we use to help with skin wow, tone and coloring lights that's crazy um question for you i always the, back in the day when i used to be want to be buried used to be want to be buried how do i say it i'm buried it wrong. buried why am i like, so dumb um okay so do can you get air conditioning in your coffin I don't think you would need it, nor nor would it what? matter at that time. What? I don't know why. That was like always something I wondered as a kid. And also, I have so many questions, Jenna. I'm just going to throw them out. So Me and Lauren are just firing them out. What, no problem. What happens to these dead bodies all underground that we walk above? Like, don't they, like, decay and, like... Of course. So it like our natural state right, to return can you, to the earth. Can you walk us through, like, how long that takes and, like, what it eventually ends up looking like? And if you've ever seen something that's been buried that's, like, someone dug up. So um, as soon as you pass away, and even as you start to age, that means that you are your, your body's breaking down in some ways. So no matter what you do, even if you embalm, you're, you're going to, you know, start to decompose at some point at a very slow rate when you're embalmed, but you still will decompose. And as far as that timeline goes, it all has to do with where you are. Is it moist? Is it warm? Is it is the soil compacted? Is it tight? Is it sandy? Don't get buried in Are Florida. you in a in a trip? <laughs> is there more air circulation? Lauren just goes, so don't get buried in Florida, Naz, because that's where I'm from. There, so it's like a whole gamut. It depends on all of, all of those things together. Will will depend on on how fast you return to the earth. And yes, we do disinterments. Um, so what, what is a disinterment? 
And disinterment is when someone is removed from their grave space and typically moved somewhere else. Okay. Oh, wow. Is that a, is that a spooky process? No, it's, it's beautiful. Just like anything that someone, I don't know, cares enough to be able to like move their family so they can all be in the same place or it's just part of the industry. Yeah, right, right. What's the, um, why would someone choose to be buried in a mausoleum rather than in the ground? So it's, it's actually just a preference. Okay. Some people like the way mausoleums look. And some there's air conditioning that, in there. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I, want, I just want to see it. Yeah, air some people just don't, don't want to be buried. They don't want an earth burial. I think so that would be a Ashley. Of, a it's so dramatic. Ashley would Ashley do be buried in um, a beautiful building. Do bugs and other things, animals, creatures get into coffins after they've been in the ground for a long time? Uh, in every situation, any, any, anywhere, there's going to be some bugs. But it's not like you think. It's not like some kind of crazy, you know, movie where everything's like coated and covering yeah. everything. Right. It's just slightly, slightly over time. Do you believe in ghosts? No. No. <laughs> no. No. I would like I no. I would I like the idea of ghosts, but I, I can't say that I do. I there's never been anything that I've experienced that would make me believe that that there's a ghost. Oh, okay. we're so I, bummed right now. Well, I'm a little bummed, but um, wait till something happens to you and then you will believe. <laughs> Jenna, have you ever had to embalm someone that's been stabbed? Oh yeah. What is that? Anything that you can say, anything. I mean, you have to remember that anything that can happen to someone yeah. that causes them to pass away and at any age, right? So yeah. as I mentioned, you have the oh. 105-year-old. You have you have babies that, that haven't ever even had a chance to have a breath. Wow. You see everything. Ugh. So you'll do the whole, the whole thing. Um, can you share with us maybe some weirdest cause of death? Mm. So I... Uh, you know, I don't know if I've had anything too too crazy. I mean, you have car accidents, you have motorcycle accidents. You you of course have people that have been stabbed or shot. Sometimes you get dismemberments, but those are typically due to to car accidents. Um, honestly, some of the the saddest things that I think we see here are are cancers. Cancers can cause really you know very disfiguring tumors for families, and that has to be a very hard. A hard thing to to live with and go through. Right. Ugh. I hate uh, cancer. Uh, plane plane accidents. Plane oh. accidents. There's not you know there's not a lot to work with after a plane accident. Wow. I um I guess I ask because I, this is a very weird thing that I'm sharing with everyone. But I always, you know, how you hear stories of people that like die because they got stung by a bee mm-hmm. or like little things like that. Yeah. For some reason, I feel like my death would be very like not weird. What's the word, Lauren? Like, um. Un- unusual Un- is that an unusual death i guess I-, I don't want to be like you know insensitive to anyone if they know anyone that's died uh, from no. that but um i you know what i mean i guess i'm just asking if there's anyone that's come in like over something that you would be like oh man like they were they allergic to mango <laughs> i after after 15 plus years i don't think anything's strange right right um so i, I, I watch I mean, nothing i watch a lot of horror movies and sometimes they talk about um bodies moving after they died because there's still neurons firing oh wow has that ever happened no no okay no. she's laughing no, at I, you <laughs> it's gonna be so depressing for you no never seen a body move i've never heard a body make any noise okay they never no none of that stuff happens they don't sit up it's, no gotta interrupt for just a second i have to tell you guys about bark box bark box is gurgi's favorite subscription box i'm telling you he loves everything in it and each box is themed. You got Country Fair, Bark Ball, Poo York City, Brooklyn Hipster. They go on. We found a way to keep Gurgi quiet whenever we order Postmates. When we know the Postmates is coming, we give him a jerky strip. And he's quiet for as long as, we need, as long as it takes him to eat it. It's a great way to try a variety of treats and toys from local and small businesses that you may not otherwise be able to find. All edibles are made in U.S. and Canada, and BarkBox will replace any items that your dog doesn't like. Scout's honor. For a free extra month of BarkBox when you subscribe to a 6- or 12-month plan, go to BarkBox.com slash get it. That's BarkBox.com slash get it, G-E-T-I-T, and your dog will be so happy. 
Okay, back to what we were talking about. They say that, like, gases are released after you die, so maybe it will look like they're breathing, but they're not. Uh, <laughs> uh, so a body can, of course, uh, have fill up with gas, but I've never actually had a body release any gas. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Going Very back to the makeup, did you have to take, like, makeup classes in order to do, like, makeup on people? No, you know, it's something that you learn. I can tell you that uh, putting makeup on someone who is deceased as opposed to someone who, uh, as opposed to someone who is still alive is very different because most makeup, as you know, is thermogenic. So it's working with the warmth and other of the skin that typically has, of course, blood running underneath it. And when someone passes away, it doesn't work the same. So learning to, to do makeup is, is a, di- a totally different skill set. Wow. Can I request and, a um, hair and makeup artist? For my death? Of course. Yeah, You can even have someone come in. And there are people that specialize in it. Um, In the past, here at Hillside, we've had some people that have, you know, cosmetology degrees or have gone to uh, specialist makeup schools, and they can do amazing work. Yeah, I could imagine. Yes. Wow. Oh, yeah. There's some really, really great artists out there. I'd love to do that and get someone to just pump in some Botox right before. Oh, yeah. Do people get Botox before? Uh, you can, but there's something in our industry. Uh, if someone is embalmed, there is something that we, we, we have like, um, it's like a filler in a sense, similar to like a Botox. Okay. We call it feature builder. And Wait, what say it is, that again. I missed Feature it. builder? It's called feature builder. Okay. Okay. Can we get this on and the what market it is, while we're alive? <laughs> yeah. It's like a clear liquid and it, and it has a little bit of a, a like a viscous type feel to it and you put it in a syringe and what you can do is you can inject it into areas that need um, to be built up so let's say uh, around the eye the the orbital lobe if someone um, has gotten older you know you, you you lose your your fat and skin around there it's not as plump as it used to be so you can use feature builder to build up that area similar to Botox you can build in cheeks you can get rid of wrinkles you, you can you can completely change someone's look. You can get rid of all their wrinkles. I'm like you currently can, looking this up on Amazon. Genius. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you'll be able to buy it on Amazon, but um, <laughs> well, you, maybe... can do, you can fill in their lips. A lot of people, you know, as you, as you age, your lips get thinner and thinner. So you can build up lips. You can make the Cupid's bow, you know, and, and plump that up. It gives them a, a, a nice, a nice look. Wow. Would you do so all the it, makeup for a clothes casket? I, you know, I want the family to know that either mom or dad was prepared exactly as they would like them, whether they're going to see them or not. Okay. So yeah, I ask nice. all the same questions when I meet with a family. That's nice. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Jenna, I'm not sure how much you're like willing to disclose and obviously you don't have to, but can you kind of share maybe like what the typical salary for this like career choice would be? Now we just want to get down to logistics. So if anyone's listening and they're interested in going the into this type of work, you know, they know what they're getting into. And maybe after telling us how much, you know, a typical mortician or embalmer makes, maybe like the best parts of the job and the worst parts of the job. Okay. So are we talking just about an embalmer? Um, well, I guess explain, because I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, let's just do an embalmer, because not everyone's going to be a funeral director. Well, maybe she and- can go through all of oh, them. Oh, okay. Just yeah. see. So it, it, it depends. Typically, I would say... An embalmer probably makes twenty to thirty dollars an hour. Okay. Okay. I thought you were gonna say like twenty, 20 a year, yeah. and I was like, um, we need to start paying teachers and embalmers. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> okay, and then like, what about like a funeral director? I probably around the same range. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And so, how long have you been doing this again, Jenna? About fifteen years. I've been here wow. at Hillside for eleven. Wow. Um. Okay, so I love like love stories and stuff. Have you ever buried anyone together that was like, oh, yeah? Can you tell us about oh, that? Yes. Oh, I love that though. That's the best. So Aww. I guess it was maybe about a month ago we buried uh, a husband and wife. They had passed away, I think, just uh, a day from each other. <gasps> oh, and so it's amazing they, how that happens yeah. so often. Oh, it's, it's amazing. And as, as hard as it may be for families, I think a lot of them, they can see the joy in it. So, you know, 
a couple times in, in my career here at Hillside, we've been able to do that, husband and wife. We put them in the sanctuary together. They typically have matching caskets. And wow. it's, yeah, it's super nice. You can put the caskets head to head. It's just, Aww. it's got two coaches. It just is really nice. I also buried um, a set of twins. They were infants, and they had passed Aww. away, I would say, yeah, a week from each other, and they were they were small enough that we were able to put both of them in the same casket. Wow. That's nice of them together. Are you um, are you married, Jenna? Or what's I am one? married. And how does your husband? I am married. To... Sorry, <laughs> my husband and I met in the industry. He's also in the industry. Oh, okay. So, do you guys have any like burial plans for yourself? Do you know exactly what you want? And and I want to know. You know, how every. You met. <laughs> how we met oh were you like you like dead people i like dead people let's make this work so i was working at a mortuary that he was also working at and he was my supervisor as i was doing my apprenticeship so everyone who gets an embalmer's license needs to do an apprenticeship so he was my supervisor Mm, romantic and uh (laughs) yeah right it really is teacher teacher student dynamic i like it i know it's there's something about that man yeah, so uh, we also have a side business. I have a trade business with my husband, Greg. And so what that means is, um, so trade in our industry is basically using your embalming license. So other facilities that may not have an embalmer on staff, they need someone to do that work. Okay. So you guys so are like after freelance. Our, exactly. So we go to other facilities and we do embalming and dressing, cosmetizing, whatever needs to be done at other facilities. Wow. Does this always have to be done in a facility or have you ever gone to like someone's home and like embalm someone? You got to drain the blood out, no. right? So you need a See, drainer. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have <laughs> No, it's it's almost always at the facility. Yeah. What do you wear? Do your clothes stain when you're embalming? Like what do you wear while you, during the process? So, I'm I'm probably not the typical embalmer. I I still usually wear my my suit. I'll take my jacket off, but I usually wear like almost like a like a butcher apron and a pair of gloves. Okay. That's not standard, but, um, you know, they provide us with personal protective gear. So you can be completely downed up almost like in a, in a space age looking bunny suit to protect yourself, which if you are listening, you should be doing, but you gotta look (laughs) good. (laughs) Yeah. I, not me. I, I still wear my heels and everything. And sometimes, yeah, you know, the, the, the fluids may, may seep into your clothes a little bit, but I don't really notice them. They go back to the dry cleaners and get put on again. Uh, how long does it take to take all the blood out of the body? The embalming process probably takes about an hour and a half. Okay. All right. Pretty standard. Yeah. Pretty standard. Jenna, so you said people standard. typically only last five years. You've been doing this for 15. Do you think you're going to be doing this forever? I do. I do. You know, it was, I felt so lucky because you know, like when you have a career or a job and you're like, oh, wait a minute, I'm actually good at this. Not to pat myself on the back, but I'm actually good at this and it almost doesn't seem like work. And any goal for anyone should be able to find a job that doesn't seem like work. And if you can go every day and spend a good portion of your day, if not even a large segment of your life, working with people, doing certain things and finding it rewarding over a long period of time, that's that's the only thing that you need, honestly, because most people have to work. So right. best to find something that you love doing and it doesn't seem like work. If you had to pick one thing that is the worst part about the job, is is there one and what is it? The worst part about the job, well, one is the commute. L.A. traffic is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> True that, sister. <laughs> yeah. If the commute was better, oh, my gosh, it would change my life. Other than that, here at work, the hardest part sometimes is is actually working with families. Yeah, because I imagine. Yeah, everyone grieves in their own way, and there are definitely some families that 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 are hard. They're hard to work with. It their their grief knows no bounds, and maybe there's nothing that you can really do to make them happy. I mean, you can do everything that you can, right? But sometimes it's exhausting. It's exhausting at times. You need to be able to like do this job and be strong enough to when you go home to let it go because if you take it home with you it 
it will drive you crazy. It'll consume you. I've changed my career path so many times, and now I think I'm going to do it again. Lauren, I feel like you'd be really good at this. I'm not even kidding. I'm going to look into it. Also, Jenna, side note before we, uh, before we wrap up. Um, if I die, when I die, I want you to embalm me. <laughs> Because I feel like we've met be over the phone now. So then I would know that she would like hook me up, you know? Yeah. That is I nice. would. I, I hope swear. you die I'll really do, old. I'll though. do a beautiful job. <laughs> okay. Um, wait, I think Lauren asked you if you and your husband had plans, but oh, I'm not yeah. sure if you answered her. Oh, that's right. It. I didn't answer that. Yeah. You know, most people that I know in our industry have not made arrangement plans, which is crazy because, you know, we're all involved in this uh, every day. I don't know. You know, for the longest time, I thought that I wanted to be cremated. But now I don't know. I might like to be buried. It always changes. Why? Why? Like, what are the pros and cons? Let's talk about this, Lauren. You want to be buried, and I, I want to be, be buried. Cremated. I just don't understand, like, why you'd want to be set on fire and turn into ashes. I want to be cremated because I feel like then you just become a part of the earth. But I think and you I think still become part of the earth. I don't know. I th- I, I personally just to obviously not offend anyone here. I think it is bizarre that we walk above dead bodies and we just bury them because this is also a Western thing, I think, right? Like a lot of parts of the world, they don't do this. Bury? They don't have like cemeteries and stuff. I think this is like very much a Western. Are you? Do you know about this, Jenna? I feel like I read that it's, a long time ago. It's, it's very common here, maybe not so common in other places. You know, there, like in England, you only own a plot for a certain amount of time. And then after that time is up, they, they dig you up and they move your bones to yeah. an ossuary. And that so causes a lot of hauntings, I, actually. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I, love, I love the idea of being planted, in a sense. It's a great American tradition. I agree. And, yeah. yeah. I guess I'm American. I guess I got to do it. But it's super fun. It's isn't, fun. Funerals, funerals are great. It's, they're not all sad. You know, you should be celebrating the amazing life that someone lived and, right. and what they contributed and how they affected the people around them. Yeah. I've also heard it's a great way to meet men. So <laughs> it, and You never since, know what kind of bachelors will be at these and things. And you know you what? I am looking, Jenna, for a nice Jewish guy. So I know that is your uh, main clientele. So if you see me there. It is. Um, you know. Well, I send them over. <laughs> Yeah, I will keep my eye open, and I will I will send them your Instagram page and see if it's a match. Thank Perfect. you. Send them to the I Don't Get It podcast. Wait, um, so do you have you guys seen these things on the internet about people? Um, there's like this company that sells like trees. So if you yeah. have a family member or a friend that is cremated, you plant them in the tree, and then mm-hmm. they grow out becoming a tree. What are your guys? I like that. that. I like that. But I I feel I like, love that because yeah. you can visit a tree. Maybe that's my happy medium. Okay, I'll be a tree. I think that's great. Then just think, you become something that contributes to the earth. Right. Because how cool would it be instead of a cemetery for there to be a forest and you could just visit a bunch of trees and sit under a tree and talk to the tree and it's like giving back to the environment but the same and you're not thing walking happens above if maggots people. eat your body and those maggots poop that poop turns into earth and then you're still part of the earth oh, wow exactly. there's that yeah <laughs> beautiful beautiful well jenna thank you jenna this has been fabulous um thank you so much and uh thank I you hope for having to me meet you one day maybe alive <laughs> <laughs> let's hope you take care okay okay thank Bye. you so much bye-bye bye all right, Lauren, what'd you think? I think I wanna I wanna be in a bomber. Lauren, I feel like you'd be really good. I'm gonna at be it. a preschool embalmer. <laughs> like, a pre- Wait, what I'm is gonna that? be a preschool teacher slash embalmer. Like that's gonna oh, be my occupation. Slash. Well yeah. the way you said it, preschool embalmer. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely like, is that gonna just edit for... that part out. Why? That's funny. <laughs> You're not editing that out. You're not editing that out. That's hilarious. <laughs> Also, um, Lauren, why do you think you'd be good at it? I feel like you would be. Because nothing scares me. I watch all these shows. I see dead bodies on TV all the time. I know it's different seeing dead bodies in person, but nothing freaks me out. And I'm always looking for the next thing that's going to freak me out. And mm-hmm. I think someone like that needs to be working with dead people. Right. Like not someone squeamish like yeah. me. Um, oh my God. But would you be able to deal with like all, like Jenna, I was very surprised to find, like she's so happy and yeah. like so dope Well, and I so think cool. you see like, so many people that die, you're just kind of happy you're alive. Yeah, that's true. Like you never take life for granted yeah. every day. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, like a doctor sees people come in all the time and they are have this and that and this and that. And you're like, you know what? I'm healthy and I'm alive. Let's just make the most of it. Right. 
I really like what she said about, you know, how at first it's the same thing with the professional cuddler we talked to last week. I'm like, what the hell is this? This is so weird. And then I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, I would do this. Yeah. This is why I love this series. So with Jenna, I was like, this is really gross. Why do you do this? And now I'm like, wow. You know, when she said how rewarding it is to like get a body and put it in, you know, and fix it into a way that it's presentable mm-hmm. for the family to have like an amazing last image is probably one of the most rewarding things so to true. do in the world. Yeah. Like this woman is like an everyday hero. I can't believe that in school she took a test and it literally said, I know what <laughs> quiz was what that? Quiz is that? It, it was like, you got like, 10 options at my school and it was like doctor, lawyer, la 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 nurse. There's yeah. gotta be something on Buzzfeed for this, right? Yeah. I, I'm going to take this test. Would you be an embalmer though? Like do the thing for a year I or would, just do. I would be an embalmer because I feel like I'm not that good with people. And especially if they're grieving, I'd be like, I don't know what to tell you. They're dead. Right. Well, what do you want to be buried with now? Okay. That you so know now people, I have all. Cause now I'm thinking about it and yeah. I want to know what you guys would. So please tweet Lauren and I and yeah, follow how us would on you Instagram like to be buried? and let us know how you would want to be buried and what you would be buried. I'm with. literally what looking around do? like, uh, I don't know. Like, it's hard. I like the TV idea. I, why? Why? I don't get it. That was a very I don't get moment for me because what? Do you think the guy just watched TV every day? And that yeah, was like he his loves best TV. Friend? Maybe he like wrote TV shows or something. I don't know. Okay. Like he was like. He's in Hollywood. A producer. You know? Yeah. Maybe I'll have um. I'll be buried with a rose. There, there you go. <laughs> Chris Harrison, instead of um, marrying people, will start officiating funerals once we Oh my die. God. Will he do everyone's funeral? He's just, yeah. Sorry for the interruption, everyone, but I need to talk about my new skincare routine. And this is so bizarre for me to say because I'm one of those girls that goes to bed and doesn't do anything to their face. If I wear makeup that day, I'll take a makeup remover wipe, and that's about it. But ever since Ashley started using BioClarity, I've been wondering about it. And so I began to use it, and my skin has not broken out once. So it's pretty pretty amazing. BioClarity is delivered straight to you and is an easy, twice-daily, three-step system that's natural. Without any harsh chemicals, BioClarity helps you maintain clear skin that helps you feel confident and ready to take on your day, whether it's work or play. So let BioClarity help you face the day and feel confident with clear, refreshed skin. Just go to BioClarity.com. Our listeners will get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's $20 savings and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. But you need to enter the code GETIT, G-E-T-I-T. Finally, an acne treatment that actually works, BioClarity.com. You know who we should be talking about dead people with, Lauren? Jack. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Can we get him on. Would yeah. you do the podcast? Yes. Let me let me go get him. He's in the next room. Hold on. <laughs> Yay! You guys we got it. Jack is here. Jack is Lauren's boyfriend, as you guys know by now. And it's very rare for a boyfriend to make an appearance on the I Don't Get it's, a Podcast. Seeing it's as very uh, rare to have one. <laughs> <laughs> seeing as Ashley and I have uh, I nothing close to that. You got the joke. What's the yeah. joke, Jack? There's a couple of single ladies in the podcast. Oh, you just understood the joke oh, I just made. I thought you said. I thought you were saying that you had a joke. <laughs> yeah, no. I thought so too. I got a joke. Um, wait, so Jack, we just interviewed a mortician and asked her obviously about embalming and stuff. But your family owns a funeral home, right? Yes. Okay, can you tell us what it was like growing up, like around that? Like, it was, was it at your house? Like, did you live like near the cemetery, or was it like? No, no, no. The cemetery. They have burials at different cemeteries every day. It just depends on, like, where the burial plot is usually. But, like, um, growing up in the funeral business is not as scary as people would think. As we just learned. Right. Yeah. It sounds, um, like, pretty nice. Well, do you so, have any, like, scary, weird stories or, like, things that you, like, remember being little? Um, the scariest thing is usually just finding out that someone you you knew Maybe you just saw them the day before and knowing that they just died. It's also because, like, you live in a small town, so you basically know everyone who's going to eventually end up in that funeral home. Yeah, our family, like, we know a lot of families already. And when it's, I guess, since it's like, I don't know, I don't want to say it's like the most popular funeral home, but it's like we have, like, kind of a, a family legacy about it. And we, like, pride ourselves on 
like comforting people who are mourning for their right. lost loved ones. Tell Naz and our listeners like what your brother does. Like you, he's on call some nights. Oh yeah, they definitely have to get up in the middle of the night and and go pick up bodies. And that's just thinking about that kept me from going into that line Whoa. of work. Yeah, because you were gotta you wake up. <laughs> were you like, was your family like, this is what you're gonna do, and like you're gonna be a part of this, and you were kind of like, no, no. they didn't pressure me at all. We all actually had a lot of pride in the family business. I actually worked there in high school, uh, right. like at the desk, front desk, like holding visitations and um, locking up the funeral home by myself is definitely up there for really not something you want to do every day. Why? What was it like? Well, it's dark. <laughs> it's dark and, you and know, full of dead and bodies. There, and there's multiple dead bodies in yeah, the Yeah, that is really scary. Okay, but, I guess because um, like I didn't know. So your brother would have, how does that work? Like your brother gets a call from who? Like okay, so there each there's like um like a work schedule for each employee to be on call. There's certain people that that are on call, and so if my brother is on call, like two nights ago, uh, they had to drive to Mississippi to pick up a body at like ten p.m. Like just unexpectedly, you know, you just be sitting there watching TV and the phone rings and everything goes on mute. From what I remember as a child. I mean, like, from what I remember, it happens so often, like, I don't even have to try to remember. But, like, we would be having dinner and just normal conversation. Dad just got home from work mm. and telling us about the day, and the phone would ring, and we would all kind of just hold our breath. And, and then hope, he would get mad. <laughs> and hope that he didn't have to go back to work because oh, no. that that made us all feel really bad. And he definitely didn't um, prefer it. After just getting home and, and actually having a bite to eat. One of the... So when I met Jack, it was like our first date. And he was like, oh, yeah, I covered uh, Mbop by Hanson. And my family owns a funeral home. And I'm like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can we talk about... Since we have Jack on the podcast, we might as well go into... Since this is the I Don't Get a Podcast, like how... Like, what do you think of Lauren the first night you met her? Because I know what Lauren thought, which, which she'll obviously share. But like... Um. You guys met on I Tinder. Thought, you met yeah. on Tinder. Yeah, we did. And you Let went the on world know. <laughs> hey, it's all right. If you're on Tinder, it's all right. You might be as lucky as, as we were. Aw. Okay, so can you tell me about the moment you saw Lauren and what um, you thought? The moment we met, I definitely threw Tinder out the window, obviously. Because we deleted Tinder before we even met each yeah, other. Physically deleted Tinder. Physically yeah. deleted the But app. like once I saw her, I was like Okay, nothing before this. Doesn't matter how we got here, we're here now. Yeah. Like that's really like where I was just like wanting to get and for a while I thought she was catfishing me. Mm-hmm. I can't really? believe you deleted Tinder by thinking I was catfishing you. Like yeah. you deleted Tinder oh, for so a catfish. Oh, so you delete he deleted it cuz he thought you yeah, were we catfishing? Were, no, no, he de- we both deleted cuz we're like, oh, we're just going to be together. We're not even going to like look but on after Tinder you anymore. met. No, it was just before we met. So mm-hmm. I thought that was yeah, now I'm I sent, that's so interesting. Now I realizing her, how weird that is. I sent her three screenshots: one of the Tinder app in my app on my home right. screen, one of them all wiggling, <laughs> and then one, one, of, without, one of them all and, wiggling, yeah. and then one with the Tinder app disappeared. That's crazy. So your connection was like so intense, like over phone and text that you guys were like, "This is it," and you hadn't even met in person yeah. yet. Right? Yeah. Jesus. Well, at this point in my life, I've learned to just like try to take things day by day and and all i could really think about was i hope she wants to see me at the today Aww. yeah did you um did yeah. you know about <laughs> jack's crying did you know about um ashley or did you tell him about ashley oh. on your date like did you know she i had didn't a sister? really know what no. the heck was going on <laughs> until yeah, like, why I is told... your sister have so many followers and then yeah you continue yeah um i still really didn't know what like the deal was with that. Like I didn't really, I, I I don't know. I've never really been into that. I was really only into that scene for like little chicks I would date in high school or whatever that watched The Bachelor. That's like the last time I was like into Heard that. Heard talked about or, The Bachelor. It, yeah, like put up with it. But um, <laughs> when I told 
my good friend Maddie about it. She flipped because mm-hmm. she loves the show, knew everything about you guys. She probably would have loved the fact that I, like, I watched Bachelor in Paradise. Have you but seen? But let alone Ashley being on Bachelor. Have you right. seen Lauren on Paradise? Have you watched nah, this episode? I've seen um, just Google Images. Are you dying to see Lauren? No, <laughs> no, I'm not dying him dying for him to see. And he's I don't, not even dying if it, to even see if I saw me. it, I'd be like, that's that's the still- show. That's a show, yeah. and that's not her. Yeah, and I mean, like, I don't know. It's but just, have you seen Ashley on the show at all, or just um, Google Images? No, Maddie made me watch something, a yeah, compilation you. of Ashley crying. <laughs> that is so funny. And yeah, how did you come funny. to the realization, though? Like, did you bring it up, Lauren, or did? Um, Maddie came home from vacation. He was like, I just started seeing this girl, Lauren, and her sister is Ashley, and she's on Bachelor in Paradise. And, and she, she was like, what? She goes, Ashley on! <laughs> Shut so, up, Maddie Noise. That's yeah. so funny. For letting us know the, the severity of it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so, Lauren, how did you feel the moment you, like, met Jack? Um, Ashley recorded me when I got home from the date. It was... Re- Wait, we have this recorded? Yeah, I haven't watched it or even thought about it until this moment, but I was like, I walked in the door, I'm like... I think I love him. Oh my god! And then, like I closed the door, and I was like, "That was the best date I've ever been on. Best kiss I've ever had." Blah 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 blah. Mm. Well, you guys kissed on the first date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bop. <laughs> yeah. Just as fast as, as that. Song and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go upstairs." And I was like reaching for the door, and he was like, "I can't let you leave without doing this." Oh, Jack, so that's cute. really. Smooth. Did I really? Yeah. Go me. Yeah, it was cute. That uh, was totally just. Cosmic alignment. I, I chalk it up to cosmic alignment. And then I got anxious for the next month, waiting to see when he was going to go. Somewhere. I was literally <laughs> still looking for a place to live when I met Lauren. And yeah. I was terrified. I literally had nothing to lose. That's probably why I was as as myself, as much of myself as I was. Right. Because I didn't, I, I had no, nothing to hide, really. Oh, you guys are so cute. So then <laughs> what did you, how did you, like, when did it become official? Because that's, like, the part where I don't. It's like, do you feel like from that first kiss you were, like, all right, I boyfriend, don't, girlfriend? I don't know. When did the, I don't Does know. anyone have the exclusive, like, we're boyfriend, girlfriend now? Talk I don't think anyone? we had a talk. We're not official on any documents. Well, well, yeah, we're I don't think like, any boyfriend, girlfriend <laughs> yeah. people are Or web pages. Or, we don't have, like, an Instagram. Yeah, but um, that's when, like... I mean, we don't have, like, Facebook official. That's, like, when you nah. know it's real. No one uses Facebook. Right. I yeah. think it. I think to to us it was official immediately. I was definitely... Right, affi- that's no, what I feel like. It was official probably when I went to your house because we were actually forced into saying we were boyfriend girlfriend by the interview of the TV show we were filming. Oh, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. And they were like, so, um, Jack, is she your girlfriend? And Lauren, is, she, is he your boyfriend? Wait, and what? Explain to everyone what you're talking about. We were filming this show with Maddie Noyes. Here we are again. And um, it, Maddie Noyes, just so was, everyone knows, is was, a musician, and so is Jack. Yeah, and, and they had a TV show together. Because Maddie actually did a song with Kygo that you guys right. have probably heard her on. It's Stay. called Stay. So if you guys look up Kygo and Maddie is one of, one of Jack's best friends. Right. Which is yeah. kind of cool. We go way back. So uh, they started filming a show and then they were like, wait, we want the best friend who is right. a girl to meet the new girlfriend and see how they act together. Right. So then we were doing like these interviews with the producers and then they were like, so are you and Jack official? And I'm like, well, I'm not seeing anyone. So are you planning on seeing anyone? And then they're like, no. I'm like, so is that your boyfriend? I'm like, yes. Mm. And then he's like, yes. I'm like, woo, we got it out of the way. We said it out loud. Yes. Yeah. It was very... Nice to have someone force us to say it. Right, because that's something we have in common. Yeah. And that's also one of the reasons why we're together. I love it. Jack, do you think I'm ever going to find someone? For sure. For sure. Jack- swag on fleek. What does that mean? Swag on fleek. You have I swag. have swag on yeah. fleek. Yeah. Uh, you definitely shouldn't worry. Yeah, definitely shouldn't worry. Just take know. your pick. Just browse. Just browse. Browse with your blouse. <laughs> um, maybe you should download Tinder. You don't. You maybe don't, you Jack, don't have okay. the fancy hey, no, for ones. Real, like, here's the thing, guys. So I'm on the league. You but just gotta also- know what you're looking for, and you gotta, you gotta, you just really gotta. Uh, like on Tinder, you just you have to. Um, it's all about small talk, reading into people's small talk, and like getting good at reading into That's the, the small thing. talk. I fucking hate small talk. I know. Like I'm so much better in person than I am like over. Yeah, app I or, like, right. like what's a good? But you're a girl, so like the in person thing, I guess, is really just like up to you most of the time because that's right. 
but since you're a guy and you're on here, like for me and all the other single girls, like what's a good thing for us to say to guys? Like what's like a good opener or like things to say to people? Like, where's Aside Car- from like, hello, hi, or where's you're cute. Where's Stanton, Carlos, whoever. Giancarlo Stanton, shout out. Stanton. We where's he going to go? You. you know? He's talk on the about, Yankees. Yeah, but talk about baseball maybe. Um, for single girls, I yeah. will say if you're going to do that, just be real. Like, we got straight to the point. I literally deleted Tinder before I even met her because of how just real I knew she was speaking to me and until she asked me what kind of footwear I wear. Oh, yeah, yeah. What kind of footwear you wear? Wait, but what should, what should a single girl say to guys? Like, what's a good opening line aside from, like, you're cute, hi, hello? Because I feel like a lot of girls message me and they're like, I don't know what to say. I want to text this guy or I think this guy's cute on Tinder and Bumble and I don't know what to say. And I'm like, it's the blind leading the blind girl. Like, I don't know what to tell you aside from, like, complimenting them. Mm-hmm. I think compliments always a good idea. I know, but it's just, like... Compliments. People get so bored these guys days. Guys and compliments are... It's foolproof. But it's also hard to not come off as fake because it's, like, yeah. you don't well, know the person. You don't think, Lauren? Uh, First of all, my, you have to genuinely want to compliment the person if you're going to compliment That's them. true. And you just can't be... Don't be... Like, literally just be as if... You don't care about anything, and you're just like, "Hey, what's up?" Like, like talk to him as a person. Like, just be like, I don't know. It's 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 easier on really an app like a, than it is to text a guy that you actually like and already know. Right. Like on an app, you got nothing to lose and just say whatever comes to your head. And I always, when I was single, I think compliments was the first thing I would say because right. no one's gonna be like, "Oh, they said they like my hair," you know? Right? Like, they're gonna right. love that. I don't know. I would. I just like the comfortable, casual. What I like about Lauren is that it's very comfortable, and that's one of the things I felt from day one. Just like, ah, I can breathe. She helps me breathe. Oh my god, that was so beautiful. <laughs> I have a problem with holding my breath. <laughs> it literally does. Like I literally say, "Hey, breathe out." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't. No, I, w- right. I, w- I wouldn't. I, I would be less. For sure, without her. That's what you want to look for. Aww. That's really You're cute. You're cute. All right. Well, let's end on that really nice, cute note. <laughs> and Jack, thanks for coming on the podcast. No and problem. guys, now you have like an inside look of Lord's relationship. There you go. Love it. Hey, who? <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Um, let us know what your thoughts were on the Mortician and Bomber and other occupational series you want. And guys, we really want to do another Ghostbusters segment. So if you have a good ghosting story and someone has ghosted you, we want to bust them. So email info at heartbrokenanonymous.com. Let us know who ghosted you, um, and we will try and get we'll that track them you guys. down. We'll track them down. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. Review and rate. At Naz Perez. I'm trying Buy to, I Don't Get It merch. I'm also trying to get more followers than Lauren. No, help me out. I need someone to take pictures of me. Lauren never posts anything. Um, So yeah, love you guys. Bye, bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.